Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. In this one, we are revisiting Damon John's Q&A with Paul at PPM Live 2022. Damon shares tips on strategic partnerships, what to do if you think you're a bad boss, and answers the question, do the doubts ever go away? Last year at PPM, we had over 200 people there. We had practice owners from across the USA, Canada, UK, Ireland, and as far away as the UAE. This year, we're expecting people in from Australia, Denmark, and all other places around the world that will give PPM a truly global feel. Why is that so important? Because it tells you that what we're teaching you and sharing with you is going to work for you no matter where you are in the world or what type of practice you run. All of the people coming to PPM Live in October have one common goal, to build a profitable and successful practice, and that can be you. Right now, you can save $600 on a ticket by going to ppmlive23.com. Go to ppmlive23.com to book your seat and enjoy the episode. I think there's a little bit of, of a misconception that certainly people... Um, possibly in this room, might think that they're a bad boss. That they're what? A bad boss, not a good leader. A bad boss. Yeah, not a good leader, not a good employer. That if they lose somebody, it's a sign, for example, if I don't give you the pay rise and I lose you, that means I'm a bad boss. And what's happening is that people are end up paying a lot more money to keep people who may have needed to leave a year or two back, possibly, who aren't producing, who aren't performing, what do you say to that? What do you say to the idea that as a, an employer, I'm not necessarily a bad boss if I let somebody go because of the payroll aspect of my business and I'm trying to stay profitable? You're not a bad, I mean, listen. How are you, you know, that is a function of business, right? The numbers, the numbers don't lie. If you're a bad boss, normally bad bosses don't realize they're a bad boss. You know, they could be somebody who is an egomaniac or don't respect other people's positions in life and various other things. Um, and listen, there's a million ways to do business. And eventually that will come to a head one way or another. But adjusting the numbers in business is not a bad boss. It's a good boss because the one or two people you have to let go, well, you save 20 other people's jobs or two other people's jobs. Um, that's just what it is. You know. I've had to cut back many times in my life, whether it was when planes were crashing into buildings or the Great Recession or COVID and various other things. And during the time in between, then I've had plenty of employees that, you know, let's say they're in, a, in an area of business, right? And they're always coming in at nine and they leave, they fly out of the office at five and, you know, and, and they're not as much of a team player. I don't say anything to them because it's not my job to tell you to be more excited about your job. Responsibility is something that must be taken, it can't be given. However, when the time comes to cut, and they go, why are you letting me go? I go, because this person just decided to put more time in the business. I have to cut somebody. I'm sorry. I didn't ask you to stay, but now I gotta ask you to leave. It's just what it is, and I've had 
dear friends of mine. I've had friends that I've known, I, I, I know them, I know their parents, they used to work with me, uh, whether in Red Lobster, I took them from high school. And I, I said, I remember saying them right around 2005, it's a real story, I said, hey, times are changing. A lot of people are buying on the internet right now, I need you to be a little more savvy about that. You're only selling directly to retail stores. Uh, so I will, I will pay for you to go to school or pay for extra courses, and they, ah, no, 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 okay, no problem. You know, uh, things, oh wait happens. I'm like, I told you, I gave this opportunity, I gotta let you go. I know your family, I know, I'm damn near the godfather of your children. Um, doesn't mean that I don't love you anymore, I gotta let you go. Now I'm having a barbecue tomorrow, bring some cookies, but you're still fired. What's the thing, the number one thing that, um, on the reverse, keeps the business owners stuck that you invest in, they just can't, they just can't move on? Keep them stuck? Stuck, yeah, they're just, you've invested, you've got all this hope and potential, but nothing happens. What? What is it? They, they've, taken, they, they've taken too big a leaps and or they think it's somebody else who's supposed to solve that problem for them. It's not them. They, they are intimidated. They think, oh my God, that person knows marketing so much better than me. I don't know how to do that stuff. And they are blaming everybody else. It's your business. It is your business. That's it. Or, and what happens when you don't have that confidence that you're supposed to do it, you take big leaps because you go and borrow a lot of money or hire a lot of people, um, and that becomes the problem. Um, if you're going to be, a, you know, you're going to be an entrepreneur, you take affordable steps. What about the next few years? So it could be pretty rough. Economic conditions, interest rates, inflation. What shifts mentally or operationally does a business owner need to start to think about making right now? Um, what does your business really provide? And how can you use technology to provide it to more people around the world so you, especially in this business, you don't physically have to be there? How can your business, how can the register ring when you're sleeping? Maybe every day you're starting to do classes and telling people around the world how they can um, you know, improve their, their life. You know, maybe you're selling corporate packages in your digital curriculums to people and making a corporation say, wow, I didn't know that I can do some preventive stuff like that or things like that or, you know, I have no idea uh, what, how do you scale your business, but you can do it. Um, everybody does it in some way or another. What about tips for people in the room who, they're, they're, you know, we're very local businesses and typically we rely uh, upon one way of making money we treat the patient, they leave and they go. We get paid, the patient leaves, they come back. What about tips for partnering with other businesses? Yeah, collaborating with yeah. other businesses. How, how could we start to think about that? Where might you look if you were running a private practice, helping people with back pain? How would you make those first steps to partnering with other businesses to maybe? So just remember, so first of all, you know, you gotta think of OPM. What is OPM? So OPM, you should think about what you have and how can you use OPM, other people, but OPM is other people's mind power, manpower, manufacturing, marketing, mentorship, and often other people's mistakes. First of all, because you can only take inventory of what you have, right, because that's the only thing you're in control of. You know, then you think about what are you really delivering to people? 
So I was, I was consulting a gym owner when everything happened, and he said, I'm done. I said, why? He said, I can't get people. It's a pandemic. People can't come out. They can't go to my business. I sell memberships. I have 2,000 gym memberships, and they can't come into the, the damn facility. So I'm really selling real estate. I said, no, you're selling a healthy lifestyle. So what we decided is to, to all those who wanted to for their membership, we would send the machines, one or two machines, over to their home. And simultaneously, we looked and said, listen, people who aren't on social media or, or whatever, they have inventory and they can't move it. All these stores can't get people in. Let's do a deal with some of the local stores, Lululemon-ish type of clothes, because he had that kind of market. I said, allow them to market to your members. They can't get rid of these goods anyway. But when they market to your members, give all your members 25% off, and you get 10%. Now, basically, they're out of 35% of the end cost of their goods, meaning if they're working on a 50% margin, they're still getting rid of 50, they're, they're still profiting 15%, but they're moving inventory and they're getting rid of their warehouse payment and, and goods getting old. Your customer is getting 25% off of something they would have not gotten that. You're making 10%. He did that. Then he did that with a healthy juice company. Then he did the same thing with the meal delivery service. And then he realized other people's marketing, Peloton was doing well with this, so he started setting up a camera and started doing training. The guy has 4,000 members now. He drilled down on what was really what he was providing, right? So this is for each individual to find out what are they providing. When I first started selling food, I wasn't providing, a, I was providing a t-shirt, but I was selling a community. I didn't put three sleeves on a t-shirt. Well, when you were across the street and you saw somebody in that, you said, wait, I know what kind of rappers they listen to, I know what kind of music they listen to, and I provided a community. Food has gotten to the point now where, as it was an African-American-based community, but about a cultural community, I can sell right now if I wanted to healthy soul food, right? African-American community uh, loves soul, uh, love soul food, and everybody else loves soul food, right? But usually it has a lot of, sh a lot of, a lot of salt and a lot of content that we don't want. But FUBU now is sold a lifestyle of a community, right? FUBU could be entrepreneurial now. I can have one, one man and one woman in each college, and all, each one of them get $500 worth of FUBU. That's $1,500 worth of selling if they want to. Give them credit for it, but only one, my, one guy, one girl, if they, as they sell more packages, they get more digital curriculums from me on social media or finance or various other things. I can have 10,000 um, uh, kids around the world right now if I wanted to take that and spend that time doing that. Now, like I said, it's really easy to say this and harder to execute, but I know what my core business is, and FUBU today, it's not a novelty to see African-Americans who design clothes. But what is the hot thing today is everybody out there who wants to be their own boss and have financial intelligence. So you really just got to dig down deep on what you're doing and how you can provide for your customer. And the best thing about social media today, you can just ask your customer. Yeah. Right? You can just say, what are we missing? What are we doing? And when, a lot of people think when they get a negative review on something that it's hurtful. That person didn't have to tell you anything. And everybody here in the room has been on that side of the table. When they've said something negative to somebody uh, and they made a change, you know what that person said? They're listening to me. I'm the third partner of this company. 
and you start to be, get ambassadors doing that. So there's so many different things that you can do to grow your business, you know? What about risk? You talk about risk on moments in your life, situations where you took a risk and somebody said, don't do it. Context would be people in this room are possibly hearing from husbands, wives, partners, mothers, fathers, don't do it. Talk about risk on. Yeah, well, you know, depends. Um, there's a couple of different risks. I mean, when, when people that criticize you, there's a saying, don't take criticism from anybody that you wouldn't take advice from. So you have to really understand where the criticism is coming from. Um, so when I grew up, I grew up like many of you. I mean, I grew up in a pretty tough neighborhood. You know, and a lot of people did criticize me and say, don't do it, you shouldn't do it. I'm, you know, it was not gonna work. And then I had to decipher where was this information coming from. Some of them I was like, well, why? What do you think I need to do? And the others I was like, you're a crackhead, aren't you? <laughs> hmm. So, but asking tough questions, you have to ask it of yourself. You have to ask tough questions of yourself. Yeah, I have a lot, of, so I'll give you an example. Um, I hire people, and I like to hire a bunch of people that I call Robin. I'm Batman, they're Robin, but I joke all the time and say, and, and, but by the way, if I hire them and I'm Batman and they're Robin, most of the time I'm hiring them because of course they're smarter and they're doing something, so I wanna be Robin and let them be Batman. If I'm gonna give the answer to everybody in the company, then, and I'm the smartest person in the company, then I'm in trouble. But I don't like to say Robin, because Robin was a little bit of a groupie. Every time Batman did something, Rob was like, holy buttermilk, Batman. <laughs> I like to more say, I'm Captain Kirk, and I want to hire Spock. Because Captain Kirk was wild. He was off the hook. Spock would have the time have to check him and say, yo, Captain, there's a 5,747% chance that this is going to fail. You sure you want to do this? And Captain like, ah, oh, no, shut up, Spock. And we'll go, okay, okay, okay. And then Captain get out of control too much, Spock just put his ass to sleep. <laughs> and so you gotta understand where the info is coming and how it's coming. But my, the president of my company, he asked me some tough questions. I'll come in with a new idea every week. And sometimes I'll say, uh, I don't know if that idea works. Well, anyway, do it. Okay, who would you like me to take off a project last week that you had on your new idea? I'm like, I don't know. And uh, would you happen to have a budget? You got some more money you want to pull from some other place? I was like, mm. shut up, Ted, and I just leave. <laughs> but you know, you got to qualify, you got to qualify the, the person who's coming with the information, why are they doing it, and don't do it too quick. You want, you know, when I go shopping, or not shopping, when I see something, I don't buy it right away. I go home. Can I stop thinking about it? Don't make any decision too quick. Like I said, hire somebody, hire them for three months with a review. Then you don't have that anxiety of, shh, crap, this person's not working out. How do I get rid of this person? You go, hey, three months is up. Let's have this discussion, right? Three months, date them. Have a partner you wanna start doing a deal with, okay? Um, let's look at our stages. This activates more of your partnership. Here's what I'm expecting of you. Here's what I'm expecting of me. And this ratchets up. You know, um, any of these things. You, 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 you want to do this new kind of social media stuff? Don't hire a person right away. Start to think about it, what I need to do. Business is a marathon. A lot of people, 
you know, they just believe that they got to be, boom, I got to, you know, got to be like, no, you don't. Take your time. I love what you said. There's lots of people in this room who take it personally when a patient perhaps doesn't say yes immediately. And it's immediately assumed that the person who says no, says no because they've got no money. I'm assuming that you possibly could say yes to a few things, but make it more of a discipline or a habit to say, actually, this is how I operate. I'm going to take my time. I'm going to think it through. And this is the right thing for me to do. To Most say successful it. people say no way more than they say yes, because they're trying to stay focused on what they know how to do, and they know their weaknesses. Yeah. If I see you on Shark Tank, and if I like the company, if I like the, the product that much, I don't have to buy the company. I'll buy one of your stupid-ass sponges. Why do I got to buy the whole company? Yeah. You ever went to a restaurant, you really like the restaurant, and you really like it, and then they ask you to invest? Well, then all of a sudden you're washing dishes and trying to find people to work, and then you, you know, you're dealing with uh, you know, real estate tax and various other things. You don't even want to eat at the restaurant anymore. Yeah. You, need to, you, know, you need to trust your gut, do things slow, feel very, very comfortable with it, um, and, and you act and you learn and you repeat. If it's worth anything, it'll be here. All these things that are great opportunities at the moment, they're not. They're not. Um, and I only learned maybe about 20 years ago how to really start trusting my gut. Uh, if I reflect on it, maybe out of the 10 things that I did because either it was the person looked right or the paper looked right or it's a hot area or the money, oh my God, or you're Damon John, of course you could do that. Are you kidding me? If I did those things, and when I did those things uh, and I didn't trust my gut because something in my gut was telling me don't do it, usually eight of those 10 times I failed and the two times that I actually succeeded, it was like, whew, thank God I didn't lose it all. Um, but it's a gut thing and you're the only person in the world that knows what your gut is telling you. You don't have to justify why your gut is saying no. We always feel like we gotta give somebody an answer. We don't have to give anybody an answer on why we want to do something or don't want to do something. Stop living for other people. Even, even your wife? Even, even the is she, wife? Is she around here? You didn't, you, 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 you're not recording this, are you? This is why he didn't want this on social media. Don't tell me this you're recording is exactly this. exactly why. Can we get you back next time if we... That would be my ex-wife. <laughs> um, last question. How do you keep going? Like, how do you, you're so successful, how do you get out of bed? It's assumed once you reach a certain level of wealth or success that you just retire and you sit on a beach. How do you <laughs> yeah, keep that, that's not reality. You know, you got something driving you. I have, I, so yes, goal setting is number. So remember, I told you about the goals, right? Six months. But I told you the two year, five year, 10 year, and 20 years. All those have something to do with, with, with how do I keep going. Um, but I also reevaluate myself every year. Every year I, I, I look at inventory. I, 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 hopefully I don't have to do it as often, but I cut a certain people out of my life every year um, because I realize they, if they aren't a good friend of themselves, they'll never be a good friend to me. Or so maybe that's friends. You cut friends out. Every friends, year. yeah. Um, I try every year with Kevin O'Leary. He just keeps showing up to. <laughs> Can I, I, can I ask you on that? Is it because you're moving on and they're not? Is there a gulf starting to open up between your it thinking is, it is, and it your is actions? The, it, is, it, is, it could be friends for 30, 40 years. It could be friends who are toxic. It could be friends who just, when I realize that every time I'm going to talk to them or they call me, I don't want to talk to them. I don't have much family members, um, but 
I realized that my time can be better utilized serving somebody else and allowing them to have my love and my patience and me to allow them to, uh, to give me their love and their patience and their support. And that I figured it was good to be of service to this person, but if this person is never going to be a good friend to themselves, well, they're never going to be a good friend to me. It's not me personally who has to make that judgment on what they want to do with their life, but they're toxic. Um, and for some reason, I don't care if they were my cousin or brother or whatever the case is, it's unfortunate, but I'm not going to, I'm, I'm not going to have the same damn argument with somebody for the next 50 years that I've had the 50 years prior. I'm 53 years old right now. If I live to 100, great, but if I live to 80 and a healthy, healthy 80, I'm 53 right now. I got 27 summers left. That's it. And it could be that I will live to 70 or 65. If I live to 65, I got 12 summers left. I don't have time to argue with anybody. I don't have time to second guess a lot of things. I'm going to make the most out of those summers. This is what it is. I know I said last question. I've got one more. Well, come on, let's do all the things you want to do, <laughs> goddammit. It's cold in here, that's man. Why, what are we doing? That's why I hired you. you got, aren't, you, aren't, aren't you from um, Britain or something like that? Yeah, this is warm don't you, to me. Don't you guys drink no, tea no, all the goddamn no, time? No, is this tea? No. What's, what are we doing here, this man? Is, this is warm for me. Uh, this is like beautiful temperature for somebody from England. <laughs> the, the question I've got, it's around doubt. Doubts. Doubt. So this is, a, this is one I wanted to ask you. So everybody else's questions have been asked. Talk to me about however big you get. I'm looking at you and I'm thinking, I, all I want to ask you is, did the doubts ever go away? Do you ever, do you, do you ever, is there ever a day where you wake up and you just have no doubts, there's no fear, there's just nothing kind of going on? No. No. Um, so the first set of doubts... Well, again, it's, it's taking inventory yourself and reflecting on, you know, what you know what you want to accomplish in life. I think the first set of doubts that um, that we all have is, can we accomplish something, um, you know, on a road we're heading? Are we doing the right thing? All right, because this is future; it's unknown, right? So that's always going to be a doubt. If we're doing the right thing, could it be done better? Yeah. Um, me, because I tend to be very much in tune with that. And if I'm not doing the right thing, I start to reflect again, and maybe not today I'll realize it, but if out of all the things that I'm thinking about, am I on the right course? If this one keeps popping up every day or every other week, I have to, I have to, I have to address it. Um, and then I think that we should all have a healthy paranoia. Mm. You know, um, even if things are going great, why and when will it stop? You know, um, I've been extremely blessed. I've lived uh, the life of 10 people. Um, and as I pray every single morning and night, I know that I am very grateful for what I have, but God will give me a challenge that may be very challenging, that we see it happen all day. And, you know, and I don't want to ever curse myself, but I'm not going to talk about anybody in my family, but what if I get hit by a car? And God has blessed me enough to give me this life, but if my life is not taken and I become a paraplegic, God gave me, God is going to give me that hurdle because he believes I can handle that hurdle and somehow it's going to change somebody else's life. Uh, so the doubt is, am I maximizing my current position that God has given me? 
or my current blessings? Am I doing enough today? Because when he or she gives me that other bigger challenge, I'm going to need to answer that call. So be grateful for what I have today, and uh, I don't want to have a doubt that I'm not... Thank you for listening to Paul Goff's audio experience. If you're brand new to Paul's world, head on over to paulsmarketingbook.com where you can get started with his number one best-selling marketing book for physical therapists. Or if you've been listening to the show for a while, you like what you hear and you think that you could benefit from this type of help to accelerate the growth and profitability of your practice, reach out to Paul's team at paul at paulgoff.com and tell us exactly what you're looking for. And by the way, if you know someone who would benefit from today's show, please share it with them. And if you've got any questions that you want answered, tweet Paul at the Paul Goff using the hashtag AskPG. You can also find all of these details over in today's show notes. All right, until next time, have a wonderful day.